Welcome into another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com or check us out at many of our uh, tailgates that we do. We partner with Mid America RV. Not going to for this Saturday's tailgate, but we will be partnering with Miners and Monroe. I'm getting more excited about it as we get closer to this. I'm the typical, I commit to do something, and then as it gets closer and closer, I regret and I regret more until I'm like, oh my God, I'm sick, I can't go. That's not happening for me this weekend. I'm very excited about being back at Pitt State, tailgating with uh, Davey from Miners and Monroe. Free hot dogs, free beverages. We'll be out there in the student parking. Uh, if you're familiar with Pitt, Pitt State at all, uh, it'll be just west of the Weed building out there. Look for the big, bright red and yellow bus. It's going to be hard to miss. It is. Like it your is. mom took a picture and put it on Facebook yesterday. She's like, look what's in our driveway. And I was <laughs> right? like, that looks ugly. <laughs> Super cool bus, is, but when yeah. it's just there, sticks out like a sore thumb, man. Especially like the yellow side of it. It's a, it's a split face. I feel like most of our listeners should probably be familiar with Pitt State. I talk about them all the time. Yep. But their logo is a split face. The only university in the world whose mascot is a gorilla. The best mascot. It is a pretty cool one. It's that, The fact that it is so cool, but also unique. And we I grew up like 15 one. minutes from the university. Exactly. Got in state even tuition. I go there. Yeah. Loser. I went to the bear. Yep. Went to Missouri State. Did you know we had a bear season this year? What? Like Let's honey? just get all off track to start the show. When I'm like, oh my God, there's so much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. We have everything going on right now. And I'm like, no, let's talk about bear hunting. Yeah. Bears in Missouri have become a problem again. So there's a bear season. What the hell? I didn't know that. Yeah. Like locally? Yeah. Yep. You can go hunt them. Get a tag, go to our guys gunspot.com, get you a gun. Yeah. Go hunt some bears. You can do it here in Missouri now. That's actually kind of cool. I know. I mean, I always talk to people. You know, like, people yeah, why is Missouri State the bears? For bears? It, not me. I would not. But I also saw on, what was, I think it was on like Whiskey Riff, I saw that there's this 19 year old kid going hunting, deer hunting in Alaska. And he kills the deer. And he's like tracking it, goes to find it, and runs into a brown bear. And like fires a warning shot. It's like, hey, no, no bear. Yeah. And it charges him. Yeah, bear's like, like fuck the fucking you. <laughs> revenant. Yeah. And he had to shoot it and kill it. Yeah. He whoa. So he killed a charging bear. Yep. Hey, props to that dude. Nineteen years old. Uh huh. The set of cojones on that kid got to be massive. Yep. You kill. <laughs> you execute a bear charging you. The adrenaline. I'd be like. <laughs> right. No way! I'm trying to that. run backwards, yeah. but then no, I, I couldn't even do it on Red Dead. The bear killed me so many different wow, times. I didn't know you were allowed to get out of the tree stand in Alaska and track your animals. I thought maybe that's Canada. No, I, he was I just like, like going to harvest it or something like that. Okay, because I feel like I saw somewhere that's like I think it is Canada. It might be where when you go hunting, they take you out, and then you have to sit in the tree stand. And if you kill something or shoot it, you can't get out because they don't want you getting lost. So it's like you have to wait like all wait day for like a guide or something, mm-hmm. and they'll come back and pick you up, and then you can go track your animal because they don't really? want you getting lost out there by yourself or attacked or because there's just so much open land. Uh-huh. 
I feel like I saw that when I was younger because like growing up, growing up, hey, growing up, I don't know. Growing up, there's like we didn't get to watch movies and TV. We watched like deer hunting videos. So you hear this guy in Tuesday, he's like, "Hey man, I think there's, I think there's gonna be a big buck coming right over here out of the brush. Just be careful." And then he just is it down? Is it down? One hundred percent. That loud whisper every time is like, "You got it, buddy." Buddy, you got it. It's like at this point, the animal's dead. Talk loud. Yeah, just speak like we up. fucking did it. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> it's like, uh, is it down? Like that is. I feel like just growing up in this part of the country that we did that, like everyone has seen a hunting video here. Yeah. That I never Dude, we understood. Used to buy that. like the thick DVDs of it, like three discs. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. Let's... I've always kind of wanted to record my hunting though, so I could do that whisper. Like, hey, I think there's something right over there. Well, people love that stuff. Some people, I don't. I hate it on TikTok when I'm scrolling through and you get that live ASMR and it's mm-hmm. just this girl with these long nails just like No, I can't that do shit it. I freaking hate it. it yeah. It I'll comment every time I'm back. like this is where that's probably why I get so many of them because I comment like this is fucking weird and then I keep scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> How about a congratulations to the Atlanta Braves though? Uh, hunting is a sport but maybe not the one that we want <laughs> to cover here on my Up. Uh, but congratulations to the Atlanta Braves. Watching this game last night, I I knew I was going for the Braves. I knew I wanted to win. I've talked about how I was a Braves fan as a kid. I had no idea I was going to get so excited when Jorge Solar hit that home run to put him up 3-0. I mean, just hitting the the home run? Cursing at the TV. Like, yep, let's fucking go. Like, fuck you, Astros. Uh, I was very excited. It was like my team was in the World Series last night. The more stories I hear about you doing stuff at home, it's – you get, it gets you off the couch a lot, mm-hmm. like basketball games, the World <laughs> Series, yeah. scary movies. That's why my daughters hate watching games with me. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's up off the couch. Uh-huh. I have watched games. You're a real loud clapper. Like, uh-huh. a, let's go. Yep. It's like that is it's a me loud, solid clap. Like restrained. Like, oh, I can't do a lot of movement or noise because there's people around watching. Yeah. So it's one like sudden burst and then I'm back to quiet. Yeah. Not when I'm at home. Really? I I get pretty excited watching games. Fuck. Especially if I find myself with a rooting interest in it. In yeah. A game. Like, even last night, I won't claim to be jumping on the Braves bandwagon or that, like, I was emotional and crying like a lot of these other Braves fans are. And no shame. Like, I, yeah, totally I shed a tear when the Royals won the World <laughs> Series. Uh, but it, it was very exciting. And if I have a rooting interest in the game, I, I will. I get very attached to it. And I'll have some big reactions. And then Freddie Freeman hitting another home run like I, I feel like anytime he's done something big in the world series i've tweeted out frederick it's because i'm screaming that at my tv <laughs> like, that, i've frederick! yelled that. yeah that is a direct quote from my house <laughs> i love watching this guy be successful i a big fan of freddie freeman's and for him to be the player that like stuck it out with the braves and that they knew they couldn't get rid of him after they kind of started tanking and selling off all these parts mm-hmm. and then he gets the world series win with the Braves, I know there was a lot of talk of it last night of like, what's going to happen? Is he going to be, is he going to leave? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine they let him walk in free agency. Oh, this dude's going to be a god in Atlanta now. I mean, he's still, and he's still very good. This isn't like, you know, uh, a player that you're keeping around or like, yeah, yeah, he's old, but mm-hmm. we'll still let him be on the team. He's still very productive. Yeah. And he had two big hits, right? One of them that was close to being a home run and then the home run later in the game. I think so. I think yeah. he maybe hit one off the wall. Yes, even that it I was, thought was going to go out. Yeah, it looked like it was getting ready to, and then it just kind of bounced off one of those signs. Yeah, and the Braves defeat the Astros to win their first World Series since nineteen, I think it was ninety five. Yeah, twenty six years, uh, which was really cool. Again, I remember watching that one. It was cool to have John Smoltz on the call too, and talk about you know the past Braves and things like that. But I think it's also 
for me, I'll read my tweets on the podcast here. I was really hoping that they were going to hit Jose Altuve. Like he came up, I think it was the sixth inning, and he was up. And I thought, okay, this is the time. You're up seven nothing. Hit him right in the thigh, put one in his back, and then let's just be done with it. Yeah. And that for me, like I would have been done with Astros. It's like whatever you, you cheated. You said closure on the tweet. Yeah. Now right? you've you know paid your dues. We can all move on from it. And then he came up again in the eighth inning, or maybe it was the ninth. And I was like, ah. Eh, Probably don't hit him here because you don't want him on base. But if one happened to get away from you, I yeah, think it would have been pretty cool. I think just any Atlanta fan base would be like, fuck, mm-hmm. this is the comeback. <laughs> like, this is right. the rally. Yeah, for something to start a rally would have been absolutely terrible. But I was kind of watching, holding my breath, thinking, are they going to hit him? Are you going to do it one last time? The World Series, probably not the stage to do that in. Uh-huh. But I, I do think with the Astros losing, I'm kind of over it now. Like, they cheated. We all know it. There are other teams that cheated. Going into next season, I don't care anymore Clean about slate. it. Yeah. It's just I'm still not going to like them. It's not like I'm rooting for them. But I don't know that we need to continue to talk about, like, how many times how Jose Altuve is going to get thrown at or anything like that. Uh, I don't think any other team, maybe the Yankees, maybe the Dodgers, those two fan bases may be still pretty pissed off. But as a Royals fan, like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Like, we don't need to bring trash cans to the stadium anymore or <laughs> anything like that. I still might. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> like, hey, we didn't forget. Yeah, but I, I am. I'm done with it. And, you know, they even might lose Carlos Correa. He's a big-time free agent. Uh, I know Freddie Freeman as well. I don't think Freeman will leave. I think Carlos Correa might, though. I think he might even, you know, just want that fresh start somewhere else Away with a different organization. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if all of them kind of do that. Yeah. I mean, with the Astros, especially just because, like, all right, hey, like, we did something special here. We want it. I, you cheat? Yes, I think it was but, Dan Patrick talking about it this morning. He's like, you know, a lot of those guys that are even on the Astros roster now, they weren't there in 2017. There's like the big three, Altuve, Correa, and Bregman. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like maybe a couple other guys, but even, uh, what's his name, Jordano Alvarez, he he's a new guy. Mm-hmm. He wasn't there in 2017 cheating, uh, but he still has to kind of deal with it. But I, I do think for Carlos Correa – He's going to be very sought after as a shortstop. Had a very good season. Yep. He's he's probably going to be bringing in a lot of money. I don't know, like off the top of my head, what teams could potentially pay him. The Astros have pretty deep pockets anyway, so maybe they keep him. But it, this is a situation where it feels like, you know, like a Bryce Harper deal, or eh, maybe he'll stick around, maybe he won't. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Correa go off somewhere else. Yeah, and like you said, a fresh start might be good for him. The one thing that. I don't know if you mentioned it yet, but like Horace Lair winning MVP and just cranking that out of the stadium. Like I didn't know it was possible to hit a ball out of that stadium. Yeah, I'm like, not too familiar with that stadium either. I'm not like, but the fact that they have the roto tracks and you hit it over that mm-hmm. has anyone done that before in that stadium? Uh, I think or Albert Park, Pujols I did. Okay, uh, for the Cardinals, probably ten years ago when they were playing the Astros in the World Series. Had a very similar home run. And I know, like, it went over the wall. I don't know if that's out of the stadium or if that's, like, onto a concourse. Yeah, how, how big that's. what it is. Because yeah. I'm not that familiar. I've never been there. I've never really looked at it. I did see a picture of the ball. Somebody retrieved it, and the mark that was on it was pretty cool. Oh, too. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, I figure that ball is probably going to be worth a, a lot ton. of money. I know they said that it went, like, I thought I saw 446 feet. It felt like 500. Oh, I thought I saw someone say it was 500. I mean, they was so loud. And immediately. And 
Uh, he pimped that home run Boy, so hard. I love how he just threw the bat down. He turned into the dugout and like hit his chest. Yeah, something old Emmett's been doing in the black football <laughs> games. Like, look at me. Yeah, <laughs> took no steps towards first base. Yeah, crushed it. Turned to look at his dugout. Couple pumps to the chest. I love it. Those type of pitches. I love looking at the pitcher's reaction because they don't even look back to see where the ball goes. You just see him like. Damn it, mm-hmm. that's gone. <laughs> or like on MLB The Show, you crush your home run and the outfielder doesn't even move. Yeah. Like that's what it was last night. It's yep. just like, oh, shit, I don't even want to look at it. <laughs> like, I don't care. That one's way out of here. And I feel like everybody knew that it was, too. But If it's that loud on TV, I wonder how loud it is in the actual ballpark. Yeah. Like, to the pitcher. Well, I also like, feel like they have, like, I know the umpire's mic'd up because he got hit last night and you could hear the discussion of, like, what was happening. He's like, oh, no, I got hit in the knee. Like, I'm fine. We're good. We're good. So I, I do think a lot of it is probably picked up on a they microphone. They just take that mic from the umpire. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, a lot of football news to get to today, and no easy way to transition to this one. As soon as we stopped recording yesterday, I, I hopped on Twitter. I was posting uh, the episode and everything, and I saw that Henry Ruggs was trending. It's like, okay, I'll check this out. What's going on? And a lot of people were tweeting that like he had been in a car accident and that there was suspicion of a DUI. And then people were talking about uh, people might have died from it. But there were no like confirmed reports. It was all just like Twitter users. Not yeah. like here's a reporter from Vegas tweeting about it. So it's like I told you about it. We were kind of watching to see what would happen. And then uh, just about everything that people were tweeting was confirmed. Yeah, uh, Henry Ruggs, 22 years old. Driving, um, I, I think that it was confirmed that he had been drinking, that he was going to be charged with a DUI, rear-ended another vehicle, causing a death. Yeah, you hate to see that, obviously. Uh, such a tragic event. And then uh, the Raiders, very quickly, they, they've already released him. Yeah, he, He's cut, and um, it sucks, obviously, for the family that lost a family member. I, I do – I have a little bit of sympathy, I guess, for a Henry Ruggs. I know he really messed up. He is 100% at fault, but, man, to be 22 years old, to make a huge mistake like that, it, it does kind of suck for him. Yeah, I mean, you too. took just a simple mistake like that. Mm-hmm. You took someone's life, and, like, you never get that back. And now you got to yep. live with that. And, I mean, you're living out your dream, the success you had at Alabama, here to the NFL. You were starting to have more success this season, and it's just all thrown away. I mean, this dude was going viral last week for his jump – uh, handshake thing that he does with Devontae Smith. Right. And it was just like, man, this is so cool. Yeah. And like that fast, that's all gone. Yeah. It, like, I mean, you just nev- you'll never get any of this back. Mm-hmm. Your life and, is, that, this is it now. And for the other people uh, as well. I mean, I'm not trying to make excuses for Henry Ruggs, but I do know that it, it probably really sucks for him. And that yeah. there's a lot of regret on his side as well. Of, man, I should have just taken an Uber. Yeah. That's the benefit that we have of hindsight of, oh, my gosh, I was a little bit too drunk. I was driving a little too fast. Yeah. It, it sucks. He shouldn't have done it. He should have gotten an Uber. Obviously, he can afford to get an Uber. It should have done that. But I do think that it sucks on both sides for that. And then, you know, the Raiders, on the, from the football side of things, which seems – very minor right mm-hmm. now but from the football side of things the Raiders have been playing very good mm-hmm. and now they're out one of their up-and-coming stars I mean no longer on the team uh, I did see people uh, wondering connecting dots of maybe Deshaun Jackson lands there now a very similar player that can play that same role yeah and He's just released by the Rams too, yep, I they think, weren't able to get a trade deal done yep you you got to do something if you're the Raiders I, yeah. I know that it, it, it's probably not a great time to talk about like the football side of it but they do have a team to run they yeah. do have a division I mean, to try Mike to win. Mike Mayock has a job, like, mm-hmm. to do. And, 
like, I mean, if you're the Raiders right now, it's like, man, that's just one thing after another. And it's not to make light of the Henry Rock situation at all, but, like, the situation with John Gruden, that disruption yep. to the locker room, and now Henry Ruggs. Like, I mean, yeah. this dude's like, those are brothers in his locker room, you know? Like, they're they're all close-knit. They're, they work out together. They've been building something, a successful season, and now you lose a part of that team. And then you're going to try to bring someone in that's going to replace his role or aspect <laughs> to the team and the offense. And it's like, this is just different. And I don't know if you saw the tweet because it's been deleted now. But yesterday, David Carr uh, – this was yesterday at 1.30. So about the time everybody started to get confirmed reports of what happened, mm-hmm. David Carr tweeted out, when the Raiders make the Super Bowl this year, I will argue successfully, I might add, that not only is Derek the MVP, I will make the case that there has never been a more valuable player. So number one, probably not the greatest time to tweet. I mean, yeah, hey, David, read the fucking room, dude. Right. Like, yeah. God, stop being like the ultimate big brother all the time. Just yeah. zip it. And I saw a lot of people calling, like, he's got to be fired for this. And even with, like, our job, how can you be so biased and still have, like, a job? At, is he still at the NFL Network? I really, I, I don't so. care for his content, but how can you be so biased? I know it's his brother, but at the same time, you've got to, like, take a step back and be like, oh, I understand Derek Carr's not the best quarterback to ever play. I mean, yeah, I mean, we saw we saw Peyton not do any broadcasting because he didn't want to, you know, be in a spot where you'd have to be hard on Eli because mm-hmm. he knew the Giants would be in some primetime games, which is understandable. But he's not visibly all over social media being like, "Man, my brother's the best." Blocking everyone. Is that Derek says Carr having a good him? season? Yes. <laughs> yeah. MVP level, maybe if he continues uh-huh. it on the rest of the year. But like, in the last part is the one that gets me. I will make a case that there has never, in all caps, never been a more valuable player. Have you seen Tom Brady play? Have you watched Aaron Rodgers throw a football? <laughs> right. Like, from different arm angles, feet off the ground. Derek's got to have both feet on the ground, and he's got to step into it, and he's got to leave a hand in a cookie jar on every effing throw. Yeah. At first, I used to think it was cool. Now I hate it because, like, he throws a deep ball, and he just leaves his arm up with his hand down. It's like, put your arm down. And I actually like Derek Carr. I, I do, too. I, I think he's a think great he's a guy. I used to hate that he was a quarterback for the Raiders because, like, I would really like this guy if he wasn't a quarterback for the Raiders. Uh-huh. And then I realized, hey – you can still like somebody even if they play for the Raiders. Yeah. It's crazy how you can. Uh-huh. And but, just because they're, they're your brother, they don't have to be the best thing that's ever happened to the NFL. So, like, maybe just take a little bit of a how break. Would you, how would you handle it if this was Matt? If, if like, everything you – like, and Matt is a great older brother. Uh-huh. Very nice to you. Hypes you up a lot. Calls you out on what you're good on. Doesn't say anything on right. things you miss because you usually don't miss. If it were but, like, it's just one of those level, deals. Yeah. We're like, like, hey, Matt's up here and you're in a game. and It's just like, hey, dude. I get it, thanks, but, but you're not helping us out <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> like, I really love uh, the admiration that you have for me. But maybe we tone it back <laughs> just a little bit. Or, you know, maybe we don't tweet about how great I am after one of my teammates is involved in a DUI yeah. wreck resulting in someone's death. So, yeah, maybe do that. And also, uh, like I said, I know we got random to start the show, but there's so much going on today. You mentioned Aaron Rodgers. Now Homeboy is in his own little uh, hot water here. A little bit of a predicament. (laughs) He's tested positive for COVID, uh, and he will be out on Sunday. I didn't think much of it at first because I just I hear COVID and like, oh, okay, it's Wednesday. Of course he's going to be out. But in August, he told everyone that he was vaccinated. So, if you're vaccinated, I believe he would still be able to play. Um, but if it turns he, yeah. out he has lied about it 
and he is not vaccinated. I, I saw one of the guys from NFL Network tweeting about it as we uh, press record today that he did lie and tell everybody he was immunized back in August. I mean, but to just bold-face lie to the media, good luck, man. Like, man, of I, course that's something that comes back to And now it's wonder of, like, how many other players did this? <laughs> right. Where it's like, hey, man, you know HIPAA violations? Let's actually use it the right way and just tell them we're vaccinated. They can't go find out if we are or not. Yeah. Uh-huh. The team can't release it, so yeah. I can pretty much just say whatever I want. This I bet like- they're just snickering in the locker room like, oh, man, I'm not even freaking vaccinated. <laughs> I think I am. Not a distraction. And the fact that he even, like, came out and said, like, I'm not, but that's a – or I am vaccinated, but that's a personal choice, and I won't hold it against any of my teammates. You fucking liar. He's walking in the locker room <laughs> just dabbing up his boys like, man, don't even worry about it. Yeah, yeah. This is like when a kid skips school, and they're like, why are you, why were you gone yesterday? Oh, my grandma died. And then, like, your grandma gets sick. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. shit. That's why I never did that, man. I would always be like uh, – my grandpa passed away. Uh-huh. I already had a grandpa that passed away. Man, that actually is karma because my last grandpa got cancer. Thank God he beat it. But like, <laughs> now that I think about it, it sometimes it's. Love your grandpa. <laughs> Glad you're still here. <laughs> yeah. But Aaron Rodgers is going to be out on Sunday. Uh, not to like joke about anybody's health or COVID. You yeah. want to take that serious. I hope Aaron Rodgers is okay. Yeah. Hopefully he's not dealing with any serious side But. What a weekend for him to miss. Yeah. Every <laughs> you Chiefs couldn't have timed right it better <laughs> for uh, all of the Chiefs' kingdom. So I I tell you, I won't miss seeing him play on Sunday. But I do think that it's, I'm eager to see Jordan Love play. Yeah. And if you're Jordan Love, what an opportunity to come in and play against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Seriously. I mean, I, I just saw a meme here on Twitter where someone goes, uh, like the success rate quarterbacks have had throwing or targeting Daniel Sorensen. Yeah. And it's a picture of Aaron Rodgers, and it's like, fuck it, Daniel Swanson's down there somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Jordan Love, same thing, man. Just find 49 and go 49 or 56. If you white, target the hell out of them. Target them. Yep. <laughs> why do we got wide defenders still playing defense? I don't That's know. That's why we haven't had a white corner in the NFL for like 20 uh, years. Now you find a safety. That and I'm so cover. scared to tweet their names because I don't want them searching. I know. Them yesterday anymore. you had a tweet that was like, uh, is. Another player that I didn't even put it on the rundown. Yeah, Jalen Smith got cut from the Packers yesterday, and you tweeted out, "Is Jalen Smith better than fifty six? Uh, meaning uh, Ben Neiman. Ben Neiman. You yeah. can't even put your, their name out there anymore because so many of these Chiefs players. I don't want. I love them, but man, like I do too. Stop I don't want searching your name. That's my like one of my fears is like talking about the Chiefs on Twitter and like Tyron Matthew retweeting and being like, "Fucking say it to my face." I'm like, no, nah, man, because I would love to meet you in a very positive manner. I don't want you being upset with me. Yeah. Am I bigger than you? Yes. Am I still terrified of you? 100%. Also, yes. You tackle human beings for a living. I've seen you deck a tight end and flex on everybody. Nope. <laughs> like, I don't want that to happen. You don't want that smoke. I don't. <laughs> nope. All right. Let's mention some of our great sponsors. As we've been saying all week, Saturday, you can find us at Pittsburgh State University, where we will be partnering with Miners and Monroe, a great local shop there in Pittsburgh, Kansas, for a great local tailgate, free food, free beverages, and a ton of cool giveaways. You can join us there. Uh, plan on kicking that off around 10 a.m. I usually am an early bird, though. I don't know if I've ever showed up on time for anything in my life. I am always early. Oh, I was like, wait, what? You Always. just talked about yesterday how you hate being late. Exactly. I've If I am five minutes early, I feel late. Like, it gives me anxiety thinking about showing up somewhere on time. 
Yeah, I like to. Ha- I think I like to think I have that same thought, but I'm always like five minutes late to stuff, and I hate it because I know how much you and Matt hate it, and it's yeah. just like I keep mistiming <laughs> the distance between my place to your guys's place, and then I always run into some sort of freaking mm-hmm. traffic. And I never get there, and it's just like, I'm not even going to say anything. I already know they're upset. Let's just get in the car and go. <laughs> At least with you, it's only like five minutes or so. Yeah. But you are correct. It'll always be. I know. And if, like, if we're meeting somewhere at 10, at 9.58, I'm like, where the fuck's he at? Yeah. <laughs> it's not even here yet. Yeah. When, honestly, you have two more minutes, and that's just, that's a me problem. And that's the thing. is like, I'm usually there. I like to think I'm usually there, like, right on the time. Mm-hmm. Or just a little afterwards. Because mm-hmm. I hate, that's one thing. I hate getting somewhere and being the first person there and then, like, having to wait. There are like, certain I like events to just, where I don't want to be the first one there. Yeah, I just like to go, be there, let's get this thing rolling. Like, uh, birthday parties and things like that. I don't like to be the first one there. Because yeah. I'm not good at small talk. As a guy that talks for a living. If someone, yeah, if, someone, <laughs> if I don't know you, it's real hard to kind of get in. Maybe if that's you're not more, a, yeah. If you're not a very personable person... Or like mm-hmm. helping with the small talk and I'm forcing it. It's like, I'll just be quiet and stand over here. You do whatever you need to do. Yeah. I also used to hate, like I'd work out with some guys in college. And he'd be like, hey, meet here for a workout. It'd be like 11 o'clock. I'm like, all right, cool. It's the middle of summer, so I don't have class or anything. Get there at 11. We'd spend an hour bullshitting and then another two hours working out. And it's like, I don't want to spend three hours of my afternoon mm-hmm. working or being here working out when I could be at home doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Like that just used to irritate me. It's like, why do we spend an hour doing nothing? Just say 12. I will be here at 12. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we got on this talk because of Miners and Monroe. Definitely go check them out. Minersandmonroe.com. Uh, we put it on our social media all the time. If you follow us on Instagram at MikeDub1013, yep, that's still the one. Uh, you can find our player of the day that's brought to you by Miners and Monroe. We always add their link. You can go visit their website. Use code MikeDub10. And you'll save 10% off. Yep. Next up, Gunspot. Gunspot.com. Be sure to visit them for all your gun and ammo needs. Any accessories you want to add to a gun, they have it as well. Like I've said before, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when something happens. Make sure you're in a position where you can protect yourself and your family and shop right there at Gunspot.com. You might be just deer hunting one day. And then here comes a giant bear out of the woods that is trying to attack you. Or you're bear hunting and you don't see the bear but the bear sees you. Would you go bear hunting? Um we were I, talking about in the the opener that we there is a bear season now. Yeah. Would you do it? That's That's pretty scary. It is because I know a lot of people usually like use bait to like attract the bear. What if the bear's already fucking there? Yeah. And it's like, here's the bait and, that, and the like, bear's like, I've been waiting on your even ass. If I you're smelled in a, you coming. A tree stand. Doesn't matter. I've seen videos. Bears climb trees. Uh-huh. <laughs> Last video I saw, well, I know I mentioned the start show, like, you can bow hunt bears. A guy was bow hunting a bear and shot it, and the bear freaked out and ran up a tree. And then at that point, it lost so much blood because it was just hanging on that it died, so it just lets go and falls. And I was like, what if it picked your tree, dog? Right. I've seen videos of guys that are deer hunting. I bet we sound like some real rednecks. But anyway, it's just part of life where we grew <laughs> yeah. up. <laughs> I've seen to videos of guys deer hunting where they're in a tree stand and they're like, holy shit, there's a bear. And they start recording it. And then the bear darts up the tree mm-hmm. and is right behind them. And they're like, uh, hey, bear. <laughs> and then finally it scares off and runs down. Mm-hmm. But what I mean, that bear so just fast. decides to go like, bop. Like we right. see like cats do all the time. Like the bop, bop, bop. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bear does that, head gone. Right. Just Even like if that. it's a small black bear. 
Mm-hmm. Not as big as the brown bears or grizzlies. That's a fun fact. Uh, but still, it's it's a fucking bear. Yeah, and they got like massive claws, massive paws, mm-hmm. big claws. Or knocked you out of that tree stand. Uh, as a Royals fan, Ned Yost fell out of a tree stand one time mm-hmm. and like broke his pelvis. Yeah, you're ten feet up in the air. That's a and long then you're fall. just stuck there on the ground. And guess what? There's a bear. Yep. Or Who's if a coyote comes at you. Coyotes like to eat from the butt up. Now you got to sit there and be alive <laughs> while your ass is getting torn apart by a coyote. That sucks. Some people might be into that. I don't know. Fun fact about coyotes. <laughs> they start at the ass. Yeah. Get it. It's nasty. Go to gunspot.com. I, I do think that it's, again, I'm not a hunter. I haven't taken my hunter safety course. Not yet. I feel like most people do carry a pistol with them when they mm-hmm. go. So go to gunspot.com. It's... Is it deer season? Is it rifle season? It's uh, close. I think it's November. Youth season, season just started, I think. Uh-huh. I knew yeah. I know that, but I, I think rifle season's coming up. I think next couple of weeks, I think so. It's usually yeah. about the middle of the month, I believe. Yeah. Um, another thing we wanted to get to today on top of all of our randomness is the college football playoff released their rankings last night. I watched the show. Uh, it is definitely one of those things where you don't need to watch it. It, it was kind of neat to get – uh, like Greg McElroy and Kurt Herbstreet's take on where these teams were ranked and why. But it was definitely something that I could have just seen on Twitter. Uh, so maybe don't carve out the time in your schedule like I did. But no surprise with the top spot, the Georgia Bulldogs, number one overall. They are such a good football team. And one thing that I was thinking about last night is that nobody doubted Georgia being number one overall. But the fact that we don't even know who's going to play quarterback for Georgia and they're still undoubtedly the number one ranked team in the nation (laughs) is pretty fucking crazy. Like There have been a lot of really good teams, like some of those Alabama teams even, where it's like, okay, they don't have a good quarterback, but you know who the starter is. Like, Mm -hmm. you know A.J. McCarron is coming in there and he's going to be the starter and they're going to run the ball very well. With Georgia, it's week to week. Like trying to do picks and, and betting and stuff like that for them. I've just looked at it, and I don't even care anymore. At this point, it really doesn't. I mean, Whether it's JT Daniels or Stetson Bennett, doesn't matter, because as long as they can score seven points, they're going to win the game. And that's been Georgia all year long. So I, I have no problems with them. I mean, this might be Georgia for the next couple of years. Their recruiting defense, has been very good. Yeah, and their defense, like you've mentioned before several mm-hmm. times this year, it's all juniors and seniors. Next year, it's all going to be juniors and seniors again, or like junior, yeah. you know what I mean. Like I don't feel like there's going to yeah. be any they've, really young they've guys. They've got a nice wave of guys that are coming up. Some of those juniors could even stay. Uh, their secondary is loaded, and they did a really good job in the transfer portal, too, of, of landing some guys. Uh, they were supposed to get that big tight end Eric Gilbert out of LSU. Mm-hmm. He's still not even playing. I honestly, I kind of forgot about him. <laughs> but he was supposed to be really good. He he did transfer to Georgia. I don't think he could get eligible. Because the grades or maybe some off-field stuff. But then, you know, they got a corner from Clemson. They got a safety from West Virginia. And that's why people keep looking at Clemson, and they're like, why aren't you taking advantage of this? Yeah, Players would want to come there, and they're just not doing it. But Georgia comes in number one, no questions about that one. I do think that it was a little bit of a surprise, but at the same time, everybody probably saw number two coming. It's Alabama. Yeah, And I know that a lot of people hate Alabama. They're sick of it. But the the committee's job is to find the four best teams in the country. I know Alabama has lost. You cannot convince me that there's a better team out there. They're, they're, I mean, Georgia, okay, I'll get on board with that one. But when it comes to Michigan State, Ohio State, they are not better than Alabama. Yeah, They just happen to not have a loss uh, for Michigan State yet. So I have no problems with Alabama coming in at number two. I do think that they're 
at least the second best team in the nation. Yeah, and a number three, Michigan State. I mean, do you think LSU is just looking at this like, here's our future coach sitting right there, number three? That'd be <laughs> nice if that was us, but maybe next year. Get them next year. Yeah, yeah. It even with some of these like these coaching vacancies, I do wonder if there's like some backdoor deals already in place. I do wonder. I mean, that I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, with the way or at least like some works, but. right? Some agents negotiating mm-hmm. already. Hell, uh, Clay Helton got a new job yesterday. The dude was fired <laughs> yeah. this season. He already has a new job. I did see it. And I was just like, wait, what? Like, it didn't take very long at all. I don't blame him though. Some of these guys, you sit out a year and you're like, oh, I'll jump back in next year, and then you just you get Forget, lost in yeah. the shuffle of things. So I, I think it was like Georgia State. Georgia Southern that I he's going to go to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he gets a new job at number three, though. Like you said, Michigan State. I, I do wonder if LSU maybe has a little bit of a a deal in place with Mel Tucker, or if they're at least talking to his agent, trying yeah. to figure out what's going to happen. But they do look like a good team. I had no problems with them at three. I definitely don't want to just take away credit for Michigan State and then talk about LSU with Mel Tucker, but because hey, you got something special here at Michigan. Yeah, State Kenneth right Walker's here. been yep. very good. I do. They're the going to get tested. Our light leading Heisman candidate, as we yeah. discussed earlier in the week. Yep. And they're going to get tested, and I mean they'll have every opportunity to prove that they deserve to be there with a couple of the games left on their schedule. The one that did surprise me was number four, Oregon, coming in. There, we talked about it yesterday. Was Oregon going to be over Ohio State? But I think the fact that they are in at number four and an undefeated Cincinnati team not in mm-hmm. uh, did raise a lot of question marks. And even with – with Oregon, I know they beat Ohio State at Columbus. That's a really good win. Other than that, it's been a little bit weak. No, they haven't. They haven't had very. It many really tough feels like they put Oregon there at four. It's like, all right, we know you beat Ohio State. Do we think Ohio State's better than you? Yes, but we're going to put them one spot behind you because we don't want to deal with the backlash. And we can probably guarantee that Oregon's going to somehow lose another game yeah. in the Pac-12. And then we automatically just take them out. See ya. Yep. They still have to play Washington, who Washington dropped a game early to Michigan. But I, I still think that with the Pac-12, I would just wait for it to fall apart. Yeah. Every year. Like, even now, usually it's like uh, we'll get a team that's undefeated in the Pac-12, and then they'll get ranked, and then they lose. I think with Oregon, I would not be surprised if Washington upsets them this weekend and they fall out of – I mean, if they lose another game, they're going to fall pretty far. I don't think they'll be even near consideration – for the top four or the top six. But, with you know, Ohio State, we talked about them a little bit, Michigan State. I do think somebody from the Big tw- the Big Ten will make their way in. Yeah. Uh, even if it is Ohio State running the table or maybe even a, a two-loss Big Ten team can probably still find their way into the college football playoff. Whether that is a Michigan or Ohio State or Michigan State, if they somehow yeah. drop two more. I mean, there's just there's three of two them. two at least. Yeah, right there. And then uh, two of the other teams, like Cincinnati at six, that's not surprising just because the college football playoff committee does not like the group of five. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry that, about it, like, but that's the way it is. If you look at the AP poll, like SMU is ranked at 23. Mm-hmm. They're not ranked in the college football playoff rankings. Yeah, UT San Antonio ranked at 16. They are yeah. not in. Coastal Carolina ranked 21 in the AP poll. They're not in. Like, it just – I saw someone say this yesterday, so I'm not going to try and take their take, but it's almost just like a death sentence for Cincinnati possibly getting into the college football playoff because the rest of their schedule is against unranked opponents in the college football playoff committee rankings. And they did talk about it a little bit last night. For Cincinnati, uh, I do think that it proves that how you win matters. If you're barely beating Navy or Tulane, that's not going to be good enough. You're going to have to kill these other guys, 
and really show that you deserve to be there. I do think that there's still an opportunity. Like I said, uh, Oregon probably going to drop another game. I just I feel like that always happens in the Pac-12. So that leaves an opening. And then Michigan State and Ohio State, uh, they could still find a way to cannibalize themselves yeah. as well with a lot of back-end talent on that schedule. And then that does make way for a team like Cincinnati to maybe squeak back in. Uh, I think one of the surprising teams was Oklahoma at eight. And right before you get into that, we, we talk about Cincinnati struggling against Tulane a little bit. They did eventually win that game 31-12, to but it's the fact that Tulane was able to hang in there mm-hmm. for a little bit is kind of where I think the playoff committee yep. kind of looks at it and was like, nah, you have to dominate Tulsa, USF, SMU, and ECU from here on out if you even want that chance. But you mentioned it going to Oklahoma, which is perfect because in the AP ranking, Oklahoma's four. Here they're eight, and it's like, you almost lost to fucking Kansas. You're yeah. not a top four team. And yeah. it just makes me want to pat myself on the back because I've been saying it's like they're not uh-huh. a top five team. They're really not even a top ten team, honestly. But now Wake Forest, I mean, they get bumped up a spot here as well. And it's like, hey, put some respect on Wake Forest here. Yeah, they come in at number nine also undefeated. Uh, I was surprised. I, I really thought that Oklahoma would get that bump. And I know they had uh, somebody on, and they were talking about, like, we don't care about what you did last year or any of that. We threw all that out the window, which is nice uh, because you should. But usually schools like Oklahoma carry a little bit of weight because that tradition, and you just you figure they're going to be good. But for them to be undefeated at 9-0 and and still ranked number 8 uh, was very surprising. Yeah. When it came across the screen, I was like, oh, my God, are you serious? Like <laughs> Michigan, Oregon, Ohio State have not been named yet, and they have a loss this season. But – that is the sad part of Oklahoma being in the Big 12. There's not a lot of opportunities there. Yeah. Uh, they have a win over Texas. That doesn't look that great anymore. <laughs> I know it was a comeback win, and Caleb Williams played very well, but that's not a big quality win. And they still have Baylor and Oklahoma State to play. So yeah, even Baylor's with right them, behind them at, or excuse me, is right behind Oklahoma State at 11 and 12. Yeah, even if I mean they lose, if they win those two games, I still think that they can have an opportunity. To get in, there's still so much season left. Yeah, that these first couple rankings, not as big of a deal as you. Who would think. you like to see eventually make it? Like the final four teams for the college football playoff. Uh, Georgia and Alabama for sure. They're pretty much a lock. It seems like. Yeah, I, I highly doubt. Well, no matter how the SEC championship game goes, either. <coughs> Excuse me, but they will face each other in the SEC championship game. So if Alabama loses again, I think they will probably fall out. Or maybe like drop to number four. They could definitely find their way in still. But uh, Georgia, Alabama, I think Ohio State is playing really good football right now. And I want to see Cincinnati. And I want them to have that opportunity. I get the hate of the group of five and uh, talking about how they haven't played anybody. But I think this is a different group of five team. Yeah. Uh, they A lot of veterans. Their secondary is very good. They're going to have a, a top corner. Uh get drafted they're gonna have a quarterback get drafted they have a pass rusher they've got a lot of things they've got a running back that's playing very well too so i don't think this is your normal group of five this isn't like when ucf went undefeated and it's like that's cute you actually don't have any good players yeah cincinnati has really good players and are better than a lot of these teams so i do want to see them find a way to get in would you like to see them at three not four because i mean let's say georgia they stay at number one I feel like your first round of the playoffs, you played Georgia. That's just like, ugh, yeah. that's tough. Sadly, that might be Where what it go. is. So, Al, I mean, even if Alabama loses the SEC championship game, they would get in at three? Yeah. Well, if Alabama loses the SEC championship game, I I could see them falling out. A two-loss non-conference champion should not be in the college football playoff. 
Yeah, but everyone's going to be like, it's fucking Bama. Yeah, but what are you going to do? You're going to drop them to four and then Georgia and Alabama play again? 100%. <laughs> I, I think maybe you drop them to three and you make them play whoever is sitting there at number two. But that's where I say, like, there's still so much season left. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Alabama or Georgia could get super confident and overlook one of these SEC opponents. I will tell you the one thing that really bothered me last night was not that Georgia and Alabama come in at one and two, but these other SEC schools were even ranked. Like when I saw Mississippi State's name come up and they were ranked, despite the fact that they're five and three this year, like get out of here. You're not even going to give a team like Coastal Carolina any recognition, but you're going to rank the five and three Mississippi State Bulldogs. When they've lost to LSU and Memphis. Mm -hmm. Or like Wisconsin even. They come in ranked number 21. They're a three-loss school, and they've looked like dog shit at times this year with no offense. They've started to play better. Yeah, Yeah, but, I mean, they still – they haven't played that well. So, I I did think – I had a problem with those, particularly those two schools of, like, you're a three-loss team, and you're still going to be ranked in the top 25? Like, come on. It it, it definitely should have been lower. But, I mean, even, like, Kentucky and Ole Miss being ranked – pretty high to uh texas a&m auburn it's if you're in the sec like you're damn near ranked maybe yeah. that's what texas and oklahoma are thinking especially texas right now my god just i mean they got to learn to play in the freaking second half but yeah geez. all gas and then a lot of breaks that should be the motto <laughs> because that's the way they're playing let's mention some of our great sponsors to continue the show club 609 where you can usually find us on a little bit of a thirsty Thursday. They're great two-for-one drink specials, $2 draft pours, some of my favorite appetizers in all of the world. Uh, usually I can't go very long without having to get the Chad nachos or the potato skins in my life. Those uh, I usually make it about two weeks. It's a it's kind of a, a, <laughs> a back and forth thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah where I, I have to do one of them. I, I don't blame you at all. Next up, I don't know why I just paused there. Here, next up. You're probably down, thinking about the Chad Nacho. Honestly, I was. No jalapeno. Yeah, and how they should change the name of it. But <laughs> downtownlube.com is next. They specialize in tires and lube, but they are more than that. Be sure to visit their website, downtownlube.com, for the full list of services. Hey, even if you're not a job winner, just go check out the website. Mark is very proud of it. It's new. Look at it. Interact with it. Maybe give them a call and just be like, hey, Mark, how you doing? And just Those, let him know the guys from Mike Up sent you. Just, yeah, call him and tell him that the guys from Mike Up said to call. Yeah, and just be like, you don't even have they, to talk about it. If you call and someone else answers, be like, yes, I'd like to speak to Mark. Yeah, and he's gonna answer. He's gonna be like, yes, this is Mark. And just tell him that you heard it here on yeah. Mike Up. Be like, hey, Mark, how your are shop you? sounds like a great place. I'm in Maine, so I won't be visiting. <laughs> yeah. but it sounds wonderful. Or hello, I'm from Costa Rica, where. This particular podcast is kind of popular. <laughs> it really is, yeah. <laughs> and just let Mark know, if I were in Joplin, I would definitely bring my vehicle to you. But let's uh, let's get on to some of these other topics. But I did want to mention, like, this Aaron Rodgers thing is kind of happening, like, live as we're recording uh, today. And Pro Football Talk is tweeting about it. I'm not going to try to read the article right now. But it does say that Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated. In August, he created a clear impression that he is And throughout the preseason, he reportedly violated protocol by not wearing a mask on the sidelines uh, when not in uniform. So that's where it does start to get into a little bit more of a like, I know we joked about it, like, ha ha, you said you're vaccinated and you're not. But he said he was vaccinated and then didn't follow a lot of the NFL protocols. So not only is he going to miss a game this Sunday, I wonder if there's some kind of pending suspension that could come off of this. 
to where, I yeah, he could be missing more games. So, I mean, Packers fans probably at first like, oh, shit, it's one game. We do play the Chiefs. Their defense is terrible. But if he's if he is going to get suspended for a, a couple games, that that's huge. Yeah, because, I mean, their next matchups, they go KC, Seattle, at Minnesota, and then the Rams, and then they hit a bye. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's say he gets hit with some type of suspension in the next three games. You might drop two games there, and one of them being a divisional game against Minnesota. Yeah, and you just have to see the way. You have to play again this season. Right. How How's Green Bay, how's the league going to handle this one? Or uh, does Jordan Love just take in and take step in and take the job? That's something we haven't talked about yet. I don't know that he would take the job. I but do kind of hope that he plays well. Not this week, but eventually, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this could be an opportunity for Jordan Love, too. I also don't want this to be like he plays well and everyone's like, well, it's against the Chiefs, and we know how bad the defense is. It's like, one, fuck off, two. You're probably not wrong. (laughs) But, like, (laughs) that, I mean, that's been in the back of mind, though. Like, what if he comes out and he balls out and we're like, oh my God, Jordan Love's good? It's like, son of a bitch. It's like, wait a second. He targeted Dan Sorensen 14 (laughs) times. So, of course, he he looks on the field. (laughs) I yeah. would write a letter to Spagnolish, like, hey, please. Enough. A strongly worded letter. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. even strongly, just like straight begging. Like, yeah. get him off the field. It's Armani Watts, good. he's still on the team, right? He looks good in special teams. Uh-huh. Let's see what he's got. Give him a chance. Free-ranging yeah. safety. Young should be in his prime right now. He's been riding the bench for three years except uh-huh. for special teams. I liked him a lot coming out of Texas a and I was too. super <laughs> excited for it. Nope, Daniel Sorensen. Yeah. Uh, and Andrew Brandt is also, I, like I said, this is all kind of just happening live as more people – get information he tweeted uh regarding the definition of immunized there will be lawyers because for aaron Rodgers, he could have said i'm immunized does that mean oh i've had covid before and now i have immunities or does that mean i'm vaccinated so i mean it's just sly dog it's such a mess though like it's so so let's go back to the snake ring in the locker room he's going back to like hey boys Got him on verbiage. Semantics. <laughs> I'm smart. I was almost the host of Jeopardy. Yeah. Look at me go. This is what I do. So that's something to monitor. And uh, he's not going to play Sunday. I do wonder if there is going to be – like if they found out that he lied and knew. Like we just said, he's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. If he knew that he wasn't vaccinated and was still trying to you know, get around the protocols, I think there probably has to be some kind of a suspension for him. But also – Another player, um, Odell Beckham Jr. doesn't get traded yesterday, but, I mean, he was doing everything he could to get traded yesterday. Yeah. And I saw somebody else tweeting about this. Um, It really felt like he had certain guys tweeting for him, like LeBron James was one of them who tweeted something about uh, Odell Beckham is still a great receiver, free Odell, wide receiver one. And then I, I believe it was also Marcus Stroman, the pitcher for the Mets, also tweeting about Odell Beckham, yeah. and these guys are like known friends. And then Odell Beckham Sr. is you know, posting uh, videos and commenting on Instagram about how Baker Mayfield won't get his son the ball. It's it's such a mess. I'm really surprised that he wasn't traded yesterday. But I, I think that also goes to show that there's probably not a market yeah. for Odell Beckham. That They couldn't trade him. They probably tried, but nobody wanted to take on. And you're not just going to release him because you know he's still got probably some talent left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you want to make a playoff push. Real quick news coming out from Hector Mejia, who's a local reporter in Vegas. Um, he is saying that Henry Ruggs is accused of traveling 156 miles an hour on Rainbow. Investigator says oh it's the God. highest speed he's heard of. 
other prosecutions as blood drawn was within two hours, his blood alcohol level was 0.161. That is more than twice the legal uh-huh. limit. Yeah, and he was illegally in possession of a firearm. God damn. This kid is fucking screwed. Oh, he's done for. Like, that is it. Like, I know NFL dream kiss that goodbye, but, like, I'm talking life and pretty, like, dude, you're toast. I thought I saw yesterday, and I'm not. Why lawyer. in the world are you driving 156 miles an hour? There's down never a reason. The, for that. I think Rainbow is the main strip down Vegas. Like I think that's it. You're driving 156 miles an hour down that. I mean, anywhere in Vegas to be driving that fast. I don't think it's like the main strip. But there's to drive a that ju- fast. Uh, Judge Joe B says he's he cannot recall a speed that high in his career on the bench. Oh my god, this is ridiculous! Potential mm-hmm. penalty if convicted: Rugs would face mandatory prison sentence mm-hmm. just for going that speed. I, I know if you I drive a certain yesterday. speed and a cop gives you a ticket, like you could be charged like potential like manslaughter. Thirty or forty-five over. I got a ticket one time. Um, I was eighteen or nineteen years old, and I was driving on like a a highway, a two-lane highway, and this dude started following me really close, like bumper to bumper. I was like, this is annoying, so I'm going to get away from him. Like, I'm, I'm going to drive fast. Yeah. And so I was going like 80 and a 55. And then this fucker hits the lights. It was a cop tailing me. Oh, I and, hate that. Yeah, so that's one thing. But, like, he told me, like, you know, if you were going even a little bit faster, I could take your license for you, from you. Because I think if you're going 30 over, they can remove your license. Yeah. 156, though, that is just stupid. And the fact that you're... Twice the legal limit. I mean, and this is his blood being drawn two hours afterwards. So, like, two hours, right. that's going down a little two bit. Two hours after being in an accident, a mm-hmm. wreck. I did Your see people yesterday pumping. saying, don't yeah. call this an accident because it wasn't. So, I'll say, you were in a wreck. Yep. That's going to sober you up a little bit. Yep. Two hours after where you're sitting in a hospital, that's going to sober you up quite a bit, too. Like, the fact that you're even getting that drunk is concerning. As a guy that likes to drink. And then deciding to drive. And then while driving, going yep. 156 miles an hour, uh-huh. and then to hear a prosecutor and a judge both say, "We've never seen this high of a like recording of a speed." Like that's yeah. just. So I would <sighs> like to retract my statements from the opener about like, man, I kind of feel sorry for this guy. Nope. Not anymore. Nope. That's just fucking stupid. That's dumb decision after dumb decision. Yeah, I don't care how old you are, what you have going on in your life, any level of success. Yeah, that that's dumb. So I, I and now take a family, and a family has to deal with a loss, mm-hmm. like of you know someone that they love dearly, and like this is what you're finding out more and more. And like this guy just completely didn't care about anyone else out of those out on the road. So preventable, so preventable. So that sucks. And I do take back any uh, feeling sorry for him that I said at the beginning of the show. Um, but I mean, there's other people in the news. Like I said, Odell Beckham wasn't traded yesterday. I don't know how you get over the drama that this dude is causing. And like I said, I don't know that there's a market for him. I even have it in the rundown. I don't know if he's good anymore. Yeah. I know that he's still like a popular figure in the NFL. And he is one of those guys that it's like, do you want to play football or do you want to play be a football player? Yeah. That's where you like the money, you like the attention that you're getting from it, but are you going to put in the work? Like, I get it. You're an exceptional athlete. I think he's one of the most athletic people in the world, not just in football. And then for him, you know, to – be so unproductive this year and then to cause problems like there's clearly something going on between him and baker mayfield and oh, a, it definitely feels a, a wild turn of events i think i side with baker mayfield 
Like, I'm sorry that he's not just force feeding you the ball all the time. Yeah, I mean, he's we trying saw, to win games. Yeah, and we saw last year how successful that offense was when OBJ was not on the field, and it didn't feel like Baker had to force him the ball. And it does seem like too, whenever Baker targets OBJ, so it's, I guess I kind of stand in the middle on this. Baker Mayfield doesn't seem like the most accurate quarterback when he's throwing to Odell Beckham Jr. It's like when he decides yeah. to throw it to him, it's a fuck it, I got to get rid of this ball. And then OBJ is like, I have to make an incredible catch. Like any highlight clip we've seen from OBJ at his time in mm-hmm. Cleveland, it has been from an awful throw going all the way back to training camp. Because I remember seeing that and was like, okay, hey, why is that that bad of a throw from Baker that OBJ has to make a one-handed behind-the-back catch or like leaning back on a slant route against air? Yeah, like That's just poor ball placement. But I, I guess I kind of sit in the middle on this. On Hey, Baker doesn't need to force him the ball. And also it's like OBJ, like I'm not getting reliable targets where I can make anything happen after the catch. Yeah. I, I think that this might be a situation where you just need to move on from him. Kind of like we were talking about with even like a Tyron Matthew yesterday. Moving on and like having that chip on your shoulder might be great for Odell Beckham. Yeah. And it also might be great for Baker Mayfield because now he doesn't feel like he needs to throw him the ball. And we saw it last year as soon as uh, Beckham got hurt, Baker Mayfield started playing better. Yep. And so I do think that this offseason, you got to find a way to, whether it's like cutting him, whatever you have to do, I think you got to get him out of that locker room. I think he wants out of that locker room too. And another guy that won't be joining his locker room, Michael Thomas. We've been talking about him a lot lately. What's the news? What's going to happen? He put out a statement today saying that he had a setback in his recovery. He will not be playing the rest of this year. I want to believe the player and say that, uh, yeah, he probably had the setback. But I also don't know that he just wants to be on the field for the Saints this year. We might have seen him play his last game in New Orleans, I think. Which is crazy to think about. And the injury that came from last year um, was is something that could have been preventable. I saw people tweeting at this uh, before we hopped on. The play that he got injured on, they already had the game sealed. And it was like yeah. one of the last couple of plays. They had a run, and a lineman comes diving in and hits his ankle. And it, I don't know, like the abduction or abduction, but it was it went inside instead of out. Mm-hmm. And when you have your ankle twist inside, that's kind of what we saw LeBron do this last basketball season. And he missed significant time of it. Cause if you hurt your ankle going inside, like with your, I guess your foot would be going out, but ankle going in, mm-hmm. that's hard to come back from. So, I mean, maybe this is one of those deals where you continue to try and rehab from it. And it's just nagging pain. And I think that might've been in the statement or somebody did tweet it out that he did try to get through it. I uh, played a lot of last season that happened in week one last mm-hmm. year. Uh, played a lot of the season, tried to just uh, recover doing rehab and restrengthening in it, and then that didn't work, so he had the surgery uh, late. I know mm-hmm. there was a lot of talk about, like, why are you having the surgery like so late? before the season. And then uh, has some kind of setback. I don't know if that means, like, has to have another surgery or, or what the deal is. I don't know. I, I don't have any kind of relationship with Michael Thomas, but I'm not surprised to see that he won't be returning. He does. He also kind of feels like a guy that just maybe wants out. Yeah. Once a, a maybe even a fresh start, which is crazy thinking that Sean Payton and the praise that we gave him, I think yeah, earlier this yes, week, yeah. of just how much success anyone can have in that offense, and this guy's just not playing. Granted, the injury might be a lot worse than kind of what we're picking up on, or if he just doesn't want to play. But it'd be hard to be a receiver and not want to play for Sean Payton in that offense. Yeah, yeah, it would be. Um, and another situation with the New Orleans Saints is. What are they going to do at quarterback? We were talking about it a lot yesterday. Uh, our guy, Dan Kiefer, even tweeted at me. and was like, hey, the high school football season's almost over. 
Somebody needs to call Philip Rivers. I think I responded with the three laughing emojis and say, oh, that's great. Good one. They actually might. Like, <laughs> Philip Rivers is out there making comments now. Of, like, nobody's contacting me, but uh, his coaching season is over. And we even kind of joked about it when he retired that maybe this is a situation where a, a quarterback needy team contacts him late in the season. It's like, hey, you got anything left in the tank? He might. Especially uh, with this point of the season. He's right? not going to be dead by the time the playoffs come. He might just be loosened up. Yeah, yeah, I, I do think I saw that Sean Payton was kind of saying that um, they were happy with what they had in-house. So that they're probably not going to make a run for Phillip Rivers or Cam Newton or these other guys. Uh, Taysom Hill will be healthy uh, probably in the next week or two. Trevor Simeon played pretty well. So I, I think that this is probably Sean Payton thinking, like, maybe rightfully so, I can make a quarterback out of anybody. <laughs> I don't need to go get Philip Rivers. <laughs> 39-year-old And also, Rivers. I mean, the cap is a thing. I saw that they have like a million dollars worth of cap space. I don't know that Philip Rivers is coming to like get in shape and take hits for a million dollars. He got paid like, high school pay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Free? Uh, but I, he was on contract for like 20 last year, right? Yeah, I would be so, surprised. So, I mean, he's, he's going to want about a mill a game. Got about eight games left or so. It might be one hell of a signing bonus. You <laughs> yeah. better contact your sponsors. You got any boosters for you? Yeah, so maybe uh I don't know. I think it's a cool story. I love Phillip Rivers. I don't think it's a realistic one. But I've been very wrong about things before, so I will and never we also don't know how never the salary say never. Works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The salary cap is definitely a myth that is not real at all. But uh I don't expect Phillip Rivers to play this year. Like this, I think the Saints are about the only team that would even make sense for. I can't yeah, think of any other honestly. like playoff contenders who are like, man, we've, our quarterback just got hurt. Maybe the Cowboys. How much cap space do they have? Dak seems pretty healthy, though. Yeah. I saw him running up to Cooper Rush after the game. So that's got – I wonder if that was sign. just more like a, hey, let's just give it a week. It's, it's the Vikings. Mm -hmm. We should win this game. Yeah. And especially with him. I know we haven't really talked about it. But he did have that gruesome. Did you get through that burp there? I did. Gruesome <laughs> ankle injury. And then you probably don't want to risk that. Like, hey, you feel oh. a little tightness, a little sore? Hold you out a week. Especially in the calf. Like, <laughs> yeah. how connected is that to the Achilles? Right. Like, I know generally it is, but like, you know, ankle injury, you know, rehabbing one leg more than the other, kind of get make sure everything's right. Don't want to, you know, alter anything or push anything a little bit too far. Yeah. So I, I think that was the deal. With the Cowboys. So, even with them, I don't think they're in the market for Phillip Rivers or anything like that. Um, you know, the Jets have a great backup quarterback. It's Oh, it's past the trade deadline. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson, again, didn't get traded yesterday. There's another quarterback in the news. I don't know if you saw any of like, Chris Greer's comments, the Dolphins GM, uh, but he had uh, a pretty good little press conference this morning, said that it was his job. Uh, they kicked the tires on it, but ultimately decided not to pull the trigger on the Deshaun Watson trade. Uh, I thought it was cool to see him actually be honest about it. I, I do respect that. It's tough to do. He could have easily come up to the podium and said, no, we have no desire to get Deshaun Watson. We are yeah. all in on Tua. And even people were asking him about um, Justin Herbert. And was that the right pick over Tua? And he said, I don't know. I'll leave that up for you guys to decide. I think it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah. I know it's very early on in their careers, but I think it's pretty obvious. Justin Herbert was the better quarterback. And so, like, yeah, the Dolphins missed. So many people did. Yeah. I mean, we were debating Justin Herbert versus Jordan Love. 
Like, barely anyone was debating Tua versus Herbert. Yeah. Hand up. I, I, everyone I was saying Tua one. was like, oh, it's left-handed Drew Brees. This is what we're going to get. I mean, we might, honestly, if he gets injured again and then goes to another team and dominates for the next 17 years, but we'll yeah. have to see. I mean, that story's still there's plenty of it left to be told. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Uh, but that is it for us today. A lot of news and notes to get to. We'll be back at you tomorrow, though. Uh, please remember to uh, rate and subscribe. We'll send it right to your inbox if you're a subscriber on the Draft Scout. Every day this podcast comes out at about 11.30 noon central. There's a lot today, so it's going to come out a little bit later. But we do appreciate all of our subscribers and sponsors. And our last one, Should we have Roper them do Kia. the whole unsubscribe, resubscribe? I remember hearing that trick works. It used Sends to. it back to the top. I think it's still I mine. I think Apple changed that. Sounds a bit But just in case. Unsubscribe, resubscribe. Yeah. See what happens. Uh, I know that I am a subscriber on both Spotify and Apple and through the Draft Scout. We would appreciate that. Just bump those numbers up. Yeah. Let us go to future sponsors. And if and you like, like the hey. show, send it to a friend. But, okay, check this out. Tweet with us, interact with us. If you have questions, tag us. Uh, we'll get to those, too, if they're in there. But, uh, like I said, please remember our great sponsors and our last one, Roper Kia. Go visit them online at roperkia.com. And if you tell them Mike'd Up sent you, you can save $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride.